and welcome everyone to an episode of Anime Classified. Uh, shooting the can edition. Uh, I am your host Miguel. Here, joined by the head of staff, Rizwan Merchant. Hello. And uh, well, I forgot to think of a cool nickname for you, Claire. But welcome. I'm the resident witch. There we go. We have ah. a resident witch. Ah, fortune teller Baba. Mm-hmm. There we go. Oh, I can live with that. Just uh, no weird hexes in my direction, all right? <laughs> Wouldn't dream of it. Good. All right. And by the intro, this is just a uh, regular shooting the can episode around. Uh, you know, New Year, we're venturing into another another hopefully eventful year but not in a negative way like the past two years have been but more of a positive way hopefully maybe think happy thoughts only happy thoughts nothing else may happen yet (laughs) i mean we did lose bob saget we lost bob saget betty white and john men in the span of a week yeah, you know, if you go by the way Koreans do their birthdays, Betty White was 100, because in Korea, when you're born, they count your first <laughs> year of life as you being one year old, because it's your first year of life. I count her as 100, because she's probably lived through Lord knows how many leap years. Yeah. I concur. We just credit them to her. But yeah, so we're just going to be basically talking about what we're kind of looking forward to this year not just in terms of uh anime but games potentially manga as well but just kind of kind of things to look forward to uh last year was really the year that a lot of people actually started feeling the effects of what 2020 actually did not in terms of like health wise but in terms of how much stuff was actually gonna get delayed because of the issues that pop up when working for home, when you don't have as much of a workforce, especially in in the entertainment business, which usually does require a lot of kind of gatherings and with gatherings kind of being uh, basically shut down and, you know, work from home, we actually started seeing a lot of delays, not just uh, we saw delays in movies, we saw delays in games. So last year, people really started seeing like, Oh yeah, this this is going to affect this is going to affect us and you know the uh negative thing about that was 2021 in terms of releases. I mean, movie-wise we got all the 2020 movies finally that were supposed to release finally coming out, but in terms of games like a lot of titles, big titles like a Horizon, like a God of War just got delayed and you know, it was one of those things where I was just like I I'm kind of expecting it, not not really surprised, and so now here we are in 2022, which is lining up to be a pretty ridiculous year uh, for me in terms of games. Just like so much coming out, and one one game I'm looking forward to, which they say it's going to release this year, but you know it's always it's a Nintendo release, so sometimes you gotta. You gotta take it with a grain of salt, and that's Breath of the Wild too. Ah, uh, yes, I am also pretty eager for that. 
you know, I loved Breath of the Wild. It was uh, the first Zelda game of that type that I had played, you know, really since um, Majora's Mask was the last one. You know, I didn't I didn't have uh, like an N64 or anything growing up. I had a lot of friends who did. So I'd go play like Ocarina and Majora's Mask at their house. But like uh, getting to play Breath of the Wild, you know, having that on the Switch, running around, doing everything. Um, it's fun. It's great. Uh, and here's a bit of a hot take. I actually don't mind the uh, the durability, and I'll tell you why. For me, weapon durability just means Link whooped that dude's ass so hard that his weapon broke. So he broke the weapon and picked up the other weapon, throws that weapon, and then grabs another weapon to kill the third guy. And it's like he's John Wick or something. <laughs> I, you know, I could see why people don't like it. I, for myself, didn't mind it. But one compromise I would kind of throw in there, and it's something that a game... A little-known game that was released in 2001 for the PlayStation 2 uh, card called Dark Cloud. They also oh, had yeah. weapon durability, but they also had the ability for you to repair your weapon so that you could keep on using it. I think adding like some kind of repair powder, you know, there's there's a lot of item collectibles that you got in Breath of the Wild, you know. So I think they could just make it like a recipe for. Mm -hmm. Just to repair the weapons, because while I didn't really mind the weapon durability, because I'm like, I have like 15 different swords. I'm fine. It also forced me to play with different weapons as well. Mm -hmm. And it made, for me, one of the most intense encounters was on the way to the Mirage Island. If you ever got to that island, uh, I didn't go by boat. I used the Sheikah Slate and kept making ice pillars to jump across to get to it. But on my way there, I saw a shrine, which was like a medium test of strength. And I just blew through all my weapons. So it made that encounter with uh, the Guardian like that intense because it's like, oh, yeah, I don't have many weapons. I got to make every one of these shots count for. But I think adding something like a repair powder or or repair magic, or something uh -huh. like that, to where you don't lose the weapon forever. But, you know, if it gets broken, you know, it's not going to be as effective. I think yeah. that would be a nice compromise to do it. You, you know, you make people like, hey, it's not broken forever, you can repair it, but you still add the challenge of, like, don't overuse this. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, for me, Breath of the Wild 2 is still is my most anticipated game. Whether it comes out in... Because the way Nintendo does their releases is, like, every quarter, there's, like, one that anchors them all. And this one's probably going to go into the November, if it does come out, more towards the November category. So, it'll be down the line, but that is, like, one of the things I am most looking forward to. Just to see, like, what they're going to do, how they're going to do this. Because, you know, much like Majora's Mask, which they just flipped Ocarina of Time Assets, but created something new. You know, I got faith that they're going to be that they're going to do that really well here. And so where they go from that great foundation that Breath of the Wild did, who knows? But it's what I'm excited for the most. Uh, how about yourself, Claire? What game are you looking forward to the most this year? Well. 
Um, I have a uh, a couple of them. One of them is another Nintendo release, a re-release rather. Uh, I don't know if you've ever, if you've heard about it, you probably have. But Advance Wars 1 and 2 are getting a remake. Yes. Uh, That is supposed to come out in December. Yeah. Apparently it has been moved ahead to March or April, I think. Uh, I think March. March. They said quarter one. Um, I'm super, super pumped for that. I loved Advance Wars. Uh, Advance Wars 2, probably the best of all the Advance Wars games. Uh, great music. Great tactical action game. Great war game that, you know, doesn't really have anything that matches it. Uh, there's nothing that quite plays like Advance Wars, at least as far as I've seen. So getting that uh, on the Switch, that's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. And the other one I'm looking for is one that I actually Kickstarter-backed a while ago. It is called Bushiden. Now, Bushiden is an action platformer that is another one of these... Uh, you know, there's a lot of games that are these homages to, like, 16-bit era, like, Genesis or, uh, Super Nintendo or even some PlayStation, uh, action platformer things. Kind of like the, the, the Metroidvanias, but not quite. This one is based more along the lines of if you've ever played the Shinobi game for the Sega Genesis. Uh, particularly Shinobi 3. <laughs> uh, Shinobi 3 is on the uh, Genesis uh, Nintendo Online virtual thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so check that one out if you want. It's hard. It's uh, There's a lot of platforming, a lot of like jumping... Uh, very good tight level design, sharp controls, very good stuff for a Genesis game. And so Bushiden seeks to emulate that while having really, really, really gorgeous art and really good animations. And the dev team is great. Uh, You know, COVID did slow them down, but this whole time they've been extremely transparent. They will release... A press release, they will tell you everything that's going on, the percentages of things that they have done. So right now, the they have 90% of the game done. Uh, right now, they are filling in, like, placeholders. So, you know, they're filling in backgrounds, painting over the tiles that they're going to use, making sure all of that stuff looks great before they slap it in. They're really, really, you know, they took their time because they did not want to rush this out. And one thing that they did that I really appreciate is they took a break during the height of the pandemic to just let their uh, let their people rest, recuperate, see their families for the holidays. They did not crunch. Uh, crunch is a really I've worked I've worked in the game industry, uh, QA. And I've worked crunch. I've worked, you know, six day, 10 hour a day weeks. 
And, you know, that stuff can get to you. That can that wears you down. And I don't think it's the way to make a good game. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't beat someone down till their dog tired and then expect them to turn out high quality and rush something. I mean, that's how you get Cyberpunk 2020. <laughs> 2077. 2077. Based off of Cyberpunk 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I think it's going to be... I think it's really, uh, you know... I'm pumped for I'm pumped for Bushi Den, and it's going to be on I think it's going to be on Game Pass. So if you have Xbox Game Pass, check that out. I believe it will also be on Switch. Check it out on Switch if you can on Steam. I do not have a release date though, unfortunately. Let me see if I could find it. Futuristic ninja action platformer? That's the one. I see. Oh, last updated December 2021. Looks good. Uh, I don't see one on the Kickstarter page, but I'm sure I should be able to find some more info here. Quick couple Google searches. But no, it's always nice when uh the kickstarter project actually you know releases uh yeah they don't have a release date on their uh steam page either so still Mm -hmm. up in the air but uh no it's always nice i know i backed two because i wasn't told about the ukulele one till much later but uh, that's why I didn't get to back that one. And then I backed uh, Bloodstain. And unfortunately, a lot of Kickstarter games kind of have a pretty bad stigma because of some of the really successful funded ones. You know, you look at something like a Mighty Number no. 9 and how mm-hmm. that game turned out. And unfortunately, like that stigma has kind of stuck around a lot of Kickstarter games where people are more surprised when one is good rather than bad but uh hopefully this one turns out to be one of the uh good ones and uh, i think it up. should because i do like me some 2d platformers uh there's one that i played last year called uh, cyber shadow which was an homage to uh N- the nes uh, ninja gaiden games and that game was hard but uh pretty fun oh and yeah didn't beat it but really fun all right, we've heard from Claire, but now it's time we hear from uh, the head honcho himself, Riz. What games are you looking forward to? And you know, these don't have to be released this year. You know, uh, it could be something oh. that you picked up uh, recently. <clears throat> There's a couple of things on my mind I want to talk about. Yeah, go. So, looking at what I picked up and I haven't really begun playing yet. Of course, Pokemon Diamond uh, had a re-release recently, and I yeah. bought it, but I haven't really gotten to play it much, uh, just because the holiday season's been kind of wacky in many ways. Personally, um, just a lot of stuff happening. So I'd love to play that and really get myself into it, because I loved Diamond back on the DS quite a bit. 
that was probably one of my favorite games in the series um, that I've played. It was really good. <clears throat> so, I'm excited to see Diamond and how that plays out. I want to see the new interface, the new... Um, just how it feels. I'm really excited to see what they do. Um, it's going to feel like playing Pokemon Diamond on the DS, Rose. <laughs> well, I, I want to see it. So... That's they one. do they do have a lot of really great quality of life changes that they put in. That's uh, awesome. So there there is some positive stuff to take away from the uh, Diamond and Pearl remakes. Now, on the negative side, <laughs> um so I over the holidays was just really bored and I was talking to a friend and we got in a topic of how cool would it be to have a game where we could play as our favorite stone and heroes and just be set up like in Smash? Oh. Well, we found out this game does exist. It's called Jump Force. Um, oh, Jump Force. <laughs> so, a couple of things here to kind of note about the game. The game will have discontinued support. And I think February for online mode. Um, it will no longer be for sale by Nintendo or any other partners. It'll just it'll vanish into nothingness. Well, and to be fair, this game has been out for a while. It's been out since yeah. what, 2015, 16? 20, 2019, dude. 2019. What? Yeah. Wow. Look, look, I know the pandemic messed up our t uh, ability to sell time, but wow. They gave the hell up on that. Oh man. Oh dude, they didn't it didn't last. But so I did a lot of digging into it. I watched a bunch of YouTubers and I wanted to see what was the hate? Why was it so bad? And is it worth even looking at? And what I found was a very mixed bag of opinion. And the opinion I picked up is this is a run-of-the-mill fighter game if, and only if, you're playing uh, with your friends in your house locally with no online play. If you're playing online, then you will have a very different experience. It's a whole different game online. So, personally, I don't mind losing the online community if that's the case. And so... To me, I just want another stupid, let's have a boys' night out and let's play some Stone Heroes fighting each other. And oh. so when I have my next gathering of the boys, that's the game I'm looking to bring uh, bust out and see how it really does. So if I may interject. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I yeah. may have at one point put this on a most anticipated games of the year list, only to be... <laughs> <laughs> uh the game looks ugly as sin. Like the art style they chose to go with just does not make it look that good. It looks Yeah, they kind of went a little uncanny valley with a bit of it, didn't they? Yeah. It it looks like those unreal like four or five demos that people put out, but they try to put cartoon characters in there. It just doesn't look that good because some people just don't realize that good graphics or 
quote unquote higher end graphics doesn't always equal a good art style. That being said, we want or, photorealism with extremely cartoony, highly stylized characters. But the game, like, it's just a run of the mill arena fighter. Like, you can pick, like, it has some of the cool things, like the giant crossover, which is, like, pretty neat. And for me, somewhat, like, being glad that they just didn't go with, like, just all the popular ones, you know. This game could have easily just been the Naruto, Dragon Ball, and One Piece fighter, but like how they went in there and how they reached for some characters. They know, have Dota characters. I think they have some Yu Hakusho. So they're really digging deep into the well, genre. Right, you know. But these are all DLC. I mean, you know, you have to pay extra to get them. But I mean, Jotaro and Dio are in the base game. But there's some other characters that are not. No, uh, there is a lot of DLC for this game. And that's another thing that kind of turned people off kind of right away, was that they announced a season pass, like, months before the game even released. And, you know, there's some characters that you thought would have made the base game that ended up being DLC, you know. A lot of the My Hero characters were all DLC. The only one in the base game was Deku. So I think that's kind of another thing that kind of tore people off. But the thing is, uh, in February is when the online support goes off, and the DLC also goes off sale. So if you're wanting to kind of get in on there, because there's some pretty awesome DLC characters, uh, for me personally, nothing ever topped the first one, which was Seto Kaiba. Like nothing topped that ever. They started high, and everyone else is like. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Can't you be the police guy from Kochikai? No, but you'll have to settle for uh, Ryo Saba from City Hunter. Hey, I'm cool with that. And for me, I was like, hey, they put Saint Seiya in there. I'm cool with that. I think I even have one of my clips where I'm like canceling Pegasus Seiya's like three supers into each other. Uh, But for me, like after I played through the two stages of the beta, I'm like, yeah, this game is definitely not going to be it for me unless, like, it goes on sale for super cheap and I'm with a bunch of friends. Uh, Best Saint Seiya uh, fighting game experiences are those seen on Mugen. Have you ever seen one of those things like Salty Bet or let me tell Sprite you, Club? You never bet against Omega Tom Hanks. I don't know. Some of those, some of those Portuguese, some of those Brazilian Portuguese Saint Seiya hacks. Oh yeah, no, they. Uh, when you go into the X tier classes, it's pretty ridiculous. But uh, Omega Tom Hanks, I think they actually like stopped showcasing just because of how powerful he was. You know, I bet he probably broke the fucking thing. Oh yeah. But no. Uh, now, say like some of the franchises that they put on there is actually like pretty cool, pretty neat. But I, for me, it's like the crossovers is there, and you know if you're a fan of the series and just want to have a stupid fun time, and the game's only what like you probably got it for what twenty bucks. Yeah, basically. Yeah, like for that price, yeah, it's a fine pickup just to shoot the uh, can around. Yeah, uh, and that's bucks. all. And that's all it really is. It's a 
It is uh, something for a stupid night out when you just want to hang with the boys, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I picked so, that up, and I, I'm excited to try it. I know there's a lot of negative press about it, and so I'm very interested to see how it turns out in my opinion, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let you all know what I think. Um, now, looking at 2022, mm-hmm. I didn't really keep up a lot with the game industry during COVID, but I am very excited to see Pokemon Legend Arceus come out later this month. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the game I've been kind of looking forward to since it was announced um, last year. Mid last year, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Like summer? I believe it was. Uh... Yeah, about. It was at a Pokemon Direct. Uh... Yeah. So I'm excited to see that one. Um, I've been kind of waiting for it to come out for a bit now. Now, the other game I want to talk about will probably not have very much anticipation by our group, but I'm very interested in Lord of the Rings Gollum. That just sounds like fun to me. I heard about that and read something I want to say in Game Informer or something a a while back about that. And, you know, I think it could be kind of neat. I mean, Gollum, you know, Gollum's a neat character. I like him more in The Hobbit and, like, the book. Well, and the really kicking rad Rankin-Bass cartoon. (laughs) Uh, Which I have a version of that that is just um there's this band and they have an album called Dope Smoker and it's just this long sludgy uh metal thing mostly instrumental and they just this person edited that whole album to the Hobbit cartoon movie and it is amazing I've seen that before, and yeah, that's pretty pretty awesome to watch. Um, but yeah, Gollum was a character I really enjoyed in Lord of the Rings, in the books, in the movie. And the trailer alone was enough to get me in, intrigued. Now, I don't know a release date. I don't think they have one yet. It's but... 2022 on, the, uh, on its Wikipedia page. Okay, that's what I was thinking. It, it said the same thing on the Nintendo Life page. And I'm I'm very interested to see at least try it out. Um, I know it's something that maybe me and my cousin will get into for a good bit. Um, so I'm excited. It just it looks entertaining to say the least. Yeah. So yeah. those are the things I'm looking forward to coming up in terms of the games and the things that I have already bought and I'm looking to play in the near future. Yeah, I'm uh, just finishing up because uh, uh, today should be my last day of, uh, well, not quarantine, but uh, self-isolation from work because I did uh, test positive for COVID around just a few days after New Year's. Oof. So that was one hell of a way to start the new year. So I was able to kind of finish up a lot of a lot of my uh, back or some of my backlog, and I'm just finishing up with Shin Megami Tensei Five. Uh, 
So that was fun just to be able to burn through a 50, 60 hour RPG because I actually had the time and I'm like, all right, sweet. This isn't going to take me like a month to beat. This is just going to go down to a week. Uh, there's a lot to look forward to. Like I know like the five anticipated games and they're not in any particular order. It's like Elden Ring, Breath of the Wild 2, Horizon New, or Horizon Western, whatever they're calling it. God of War, Ragnarok, and Breath of the Wild. Did I say Breath of the Wild 2 already? Yeah. Breath of the Wild 2, Horizon, God of War, Elden Ring, and Starfield are like the five. And those are all pretty big. Those are all pretty scattered. But you look at the rest of the year, and there's just like something. It feels like there's something big that's going to be coming out every month. Like in March, you have the new Kirby game, which looks absolutely adorable. Oh, yes. Uh, you have allegedly, potentially Final Fantasy 16 also coming out this year. Uh, you also have its spinoff, uh, Distant Stranger, which has like the most 2000s protagonist ever. And I absolutely love it for it. This this absolute edgelord of a guy. It's just, oh man. It is something I didn't know I wanted until I kept seeing more and more trailers for that. There's just like something in there and not to mention some of the games that were delayed from last year to this year. It honestly, in terms of games, like I think there's going to be something this year for everyone. And it it's pretty good because the last few years, uh, Last two years just really didn't feel like that. Like maybe one, two or three big releases, but then like throughout, but or not throughout, but like two or three big releases and kind of that was it. But this year it's just like, oh, there there is a lot. And and even you even have like kind of smaller titles like a Project Triangle, like a Forspoken. Uh, you know, Gran Turismo 7 is finally going to be coming out this year. Like, it's just a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it is going to be that kind of good year. And I, I just can't wait to keep going through more. It just means my backlog is going to grow a bit larger. But hey, you know, I'm, I am all for it. Your game backlog is probably like my anime backlog. Oh, yeah. Riz. Any uh, any exciting anime that we should be uh, looking forward to? Well, so as I mentioned on our Discord earlier today, um, for those that didn't see, I just picked up Comey Can't Communicate this morning off of Netflix, and I, I gotta I gotta admit, okay. So when I when I was first told about this anime, um, I was kind of like, okay, that's cool, but probably not the thing that i'll be into i'm not really into slice of life kind of stuff but look the first five minutes i was hook line and synced i stayed up so late last night it's not even funny i binged the crap out of that it was so good uh comey can't communicate for those that don't know it's an anime about a girl named Komi, and, well, she can't communicate. But what does that mean? That means, well, she can't, she has really extreme social anxiety, 
She can't uh, communicate to any of her peers. She has no friends because everyone thinks she's really conceited, uh, queen bee kind of attitude. So they uh, don't give her the time of day. They think, oh, she's stuck up. Or they idolize her and say, oh, she's so beautiful. She's so cool. She can't hang with the likes of us. So she's really kind of isolated away. And it's so fascinating to watch how they help her you know kind of break out of her cell little by little like she doesn't like i'm on episode five or six right now and it they just do such a good job talking about mental health in a non-textbook way um and i think this anime is really important for most anyone to watch even if you don't have mental health issues it's just something i would recommend for everyone to watch it's I, i cannot recommend it enough right now um, it's a really I, cute show. I've, I have been enjoying it. I think I've only gotten up to episode four. Yeah. Uh, but from the few things I saw, because I have friends who just kind of, like, there's a certain day that we all kind of binge watch everything. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love it. Like, it's pretty cute. And so, yeah, no, I agree. Like, it's on Netflix. You know, Squid Game's over. Uh, Witcher season two, I think, just wrapped up as well. <laughs> yeah, it did. Go, uh, go watch that. Like, yeah, just go check it out. It's twelve episodes. That's like not much time at all, really. Honestly, it's twenty minutes per episode, and they go by so quick. You don't even realize how much time has really passed. Um, so I'd recommend it. Wholeheartedly recommend it. Um, other stuff that I'm looking at for. This rotation, Digimon Ghost Games is something I want to start getting into. I'm a huge Digimon fan for those that don't know. And honestly, if you don't know, then either you're new or you don't pay attention when I talk. Um, Because I'm very interested in that. Other stuff that I want to start looking into more this season. um, The case study of Vanitas. I also want to look into Orbital Children. I know a lot of people will talk about Attack on Titan getting its final chapter not coming out. Um, that's great. I just have could not get into Attack on Titan season two. I lost my interest after season one. I, I mean, I have my reservations with Attack on Titan mainly because of the the kind of guy the creator is, but that's for a whole other podcast. We'll have a podcast about it one day. Um. But Let's no, just say he has some views that are extreme, even by right-wing Japanese standards. Oof. So, yeah, the story itself, it, it's cool, but it just, it lost its interest to me after season one, and I can't place why. It just, I didn't have the desire to watch it anymore. It just didn't have any meaning to me. So I quit, and I haven't regretted it a single time. Um, other stuff that I'm kind of looking at for this coming year, I can't, I can't in good conscience talk about anime coming out this year without mentioning Dragon Ball Super, uh, Superhero. That's coming out, I think, April Ooh. in Japan with an international release to come right after. I think it might be, uh, <coughs> oh, that's, should be relatively shortly. They've been, uh, releasing the, uh, 
movies like relatively close to its Japanese release. Yeah, so it's to be like in probably a month or less of it. That's my guess anyway. Um, too much hope by putting Gohan in the center. I know, but I'm really excited to see it happen. Uh, besides that, I'm looking into this thing that's coming out in April called uh, Spy X Family. I watched the trailer earlier, and it just seems like a really good comedy about a family of spies or maybe people who are spies that have to pretend to be a family to do some spy stuff. But I'm interested in watching to see more about that. Um, yeah, that I one al- looks pretty good. I'm also very, very excited to see one of my favorite animes of, I think it was 20, 2013. Devils of Part-Timers getting a second uh, season, finally. And I've been looking forward to that for quite some time. So I'm excited to see more of that. It'll be coming out, I think, in July of 2022. Um, my Hero Academia, I'm not super into it. So if Miguel or Claire have a stronger opinion on it, y'all are more than welcome to talk about it. Because my opinion is it's a great anime, but I didn't get past season two yet. Oh. And that's not because I lost interest, but that's more because I didn't have time and I forgot about it after a bit. Uh, it's it's good. I like it. It's just like I don't know. I think kind of some of the, the way that some of the fan base is just reacting and just making the oh, I mean line. all the all the fan bases out there are gonna bro. That fan base is something else though. In terms of absolute weirdness, like threatening the author, uh, just freaking out over the mere hint that the ship they are uh, championing for may not happen. Just absolute crazy people, but show's still good. I think I'm only, I'm not past season four, though. Because I'm like, eh, I'll catch up on it at some point. I'm also real behind on it. Yeah. It'll hit hard. Animation will be top-notch. For the good episodes, anyway. Uh, Yeah. I just want more Stone Ocean. Yeah. When's... uh, Yeah, me too. (laughs) When are you uh, releasing the next part? Netflix. Like, that... The, those thirteen episodes episode. went by too quickly, too quickly. Makes me uh, makes me appreciate the weekly cycle more now. Uh, no, definitely. If and when the next part of Stone Ocean comes out, that that'll make the uh, list. But huh. I'll let you uh, go here, Claire, because. In terms of the anime, I kind of got to reset myself because I agree with Riz. I am looking forward to the Dragon Ball movie. I The CG's kind of throwing me off a little bit. Uh, so that's like the one thing I am kind of worried about. But like the last three Dragon Ball movies have been top notch. So I have faith that this is going to be good. But 
I'll kind of let you. Uh, I'll kind of hand it off to you because I do kind of got I do got to go see like what is coming out. So uh, yeah, do you click? Uh, I haven't seen anything much for uh, as far as the latest Dragon Ball movies. I'm a little behind. I honestly, I've been watching old stuff. Uh, like what? Well, so there's this great service called Retro Crush. Mm-hmm. And they have a bunch of old, older, uh, a lot of like 80s and 90s shows, things that are a little rare, th- a lot of things that haven't been licensed before. And, you know, the, the thing is, there's a lot of really good old stuff that's finally getting American releases now that didn't have it before. Um The uh, creator of Rose of Versailles had this show called Dear Brother Oni Samae, which is basically an extremely dramatic, very dark, mean girls-ish story about this girl who is writing to a family friend who she calls her brother. Uh, and telling about her life in this very prestigious private school, and there's drama, and there's, you know, fights. She gets enamored with these other students and hated by these others. There's this secret society that, like, runs the school in the background and things like that. Uh... Major content warnings on that one for quite a few things. Uh, you know, it's 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 not for uh, it's not for kids. It's not your average high school show. There's some pretty intense plot stuff in there. Uh, it is all handled very well, though. But yeah, there's that. Dirty Pair is another one. Dirty Pair is on uh, Crunchyroll and Verve too. Uh, that is an old favorite. Uh, one of the first things Dark Horse ever printed. When they got back in to when back in 1986, they got in a printing manga for the first time. It is uh, the story of Yuri and Kay, known as the Lovely Angels by some and the Dirty Pair to those who are consternated with them. They are basically a four hire action duo, kind of going on buddy cop missions, but they're not cops. Uh, going around the galaxy with their big, huge space cat Moogie. Um, fulfilling jobs, going on bounty hunts, and usually leaving ridiculous amounts of destruction in their wake. Uh, Dirty Pair just got a, uh, a crowdfunded Blu-ray release and a new dub. Uh, last year they managed to pull that off. And, uh, you know, we really have discotheque media to thank for a lot of this Sentai Filmworks. They've been doing some amazing things. Gunbuster is getting an English Blu-ray release. Gunbuster uh, was not released in America in, in, in full for the longest time because there was an issue with the pop song they used for the opening because they couldn't they couldn't run the opening or any of that stuff because the record company held the rights to the song and would not let them release it. 
So we got this weird edited version called Gunbuster the Movie, which was a thing they would do sometimes. They would edit a bunch of OVA episodes together into like a movie. Uh, they would do this with martial arts movies too. Uh, Shogun Assassin, which is a lo- the first like three Lone Wolf and Cub movies edited mm-hmm. into one, for example. That's one of them. But yeah, we get Gunbuster, and Gunbuster's amazing. It's it was a Hideaki Anno before Evangelion. It's a really great kind of classic mecha thing. Great classic, like the Gynax that we know and love. It was probably one of the one of the best things they ever made, honestly. Uh, and now we're going to get a Blu-ray of it, and we're getting a Blu-ray of Dirty Pair, and there's just so many great older things that are getting releases now. And all the new generation of people that are getting into anime now, now's the best time ever because there's so much more available than when I was younger. And there's actually places to watch it, too. You're not torrenting an episode. Mm -hmm. Now, for me, uh, there's another anime movie that's coming out that I'm pretty excited for called Bell. Uh, it is done. Tell us it, more. I'm curious. So it is essentially a take on Beauty and the Beast. Uh, it centers on a girl named Belle who is an idol in this digital world. Uh, from This is just kind of seeing from the trailer I'm seeing. And so yeah, it's done by the uh, by Mamoru Hosada. You may know him as uh, he directed Mirai. He directed The Girl Who Leapt Through Time, Summer Wars, Wolf Children, The Boy and the Beast. So he has a really, really, really good track record in terms of writing and uh, directing these films. So this is kind of his next big uh, project. And like I said, I've only seen the trailer, but from what I've gathered, it's kind of his take on Beauty and the Beast, which animation is sure to be great. Like, from the little I saw of the trailer, it looks really good. Um, it's, I believe it's showing in theaters uh, throughout this week, so I'll probably end up catching a showing of it either tomorrow or Monday. Uh, Excellent. And then, in terms of, like, other anime... Is it out, out, Miguel? Sorry, I didn't catch that. Yeah, it's out in theaters at the moment. Really? Yes. Uh, check your uh, local theater to see if they hold Fathom events, which is why okay. I love going to the theater that I go to. Uh, even though, yeah, parking is a pain, I absolutely love the uh, diverse uh, showings that they have just because it is like a uh, multiplex, so it's like 16 screen. No, 14 screens. Uh, and so they always have time to kind of dedicate a few of the screen, a few of the screens to some of the anime films, which I am never going to complain. So yeah, I'll probably end up going tomorrow. Awesome. Yeah, no, it looks really beautiful, and like I said, I've uh, loved the work that he's done. And then Riz, you may uh, have seen some of his work as well. You big Digimon fan. Oh. He did the first few Digimon uh, movies. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's called Bell. 
Bell, B-E-L-L-E. Well, that's going to be... Check out the trailer. Uh, I'm going to. According to... Uh, According to the people, it was shown at the it was shown at Cannes, which is a big film festival. I believe that's in France. Uh, France. That's it, that's the Cannes Film Festival is basically it's the largest international film festival in the world. Yeah, that's I'm, where I'm, movies I'm, like there. That know. is there's, where movies like Paris. There's some other ones, uh, but Cannes is a big one. Like mm-hmm. Cannes is a really big one. It's. Uh, there's Toronto, TIFF, uh, Sundance, and then Venice is the other big one. Uh, but yeah, at Cannes, it received a 14-minute standing ovation. The longest of any of that year. Wow. Yeah. That's saying Damn. something, because Cannes is the one that people pull out all the stops for. You know, mm-hmm. con- if you're trying to win something... If you're trying to win an Oscar, there's a formula you can, you can follow. If you're trying to win awards at the Cannes Film Festival, you got to bring your A game and then some. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of... And so, like, that's one of those things where... Uh, it had its premiere at Cannes. Like, that is saying something where mm-hmm. they picked this film to premiere... Like, this isn't something you can be like, oh, yeah, we'll just go there. They have to literally, uh, they like, you have to go through a lot to get your premiere at cons. And so the fact that they were so confident in this premiering there, like, it tells you something. Like, this guy, this guy knows what he's doing in terms of filmmaking. So, uh, as, I enjoyed The Boy and His Beast a lot. I really loved Mirai. Uh, when did Mirai come out? 2018? I, yeah, no, it wasn't going to beat into, into the Spider-Verse, but it's... And then I know a lot of people love Wolf Children, and yeah, that movie uh, that movie can hit you pretty hard. Oh, so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that is like the big anime movie I'm looking forward to. Can't wait to watch. And then in terms of in terms of like releases this year, haven't really uh haven't really seen anything that uh kinda catches my eye. But I'm sure I'll end up picking up something. I know I myself still need to finish the uh second half of Shaman King, the reboot that or the remake anime that they did, which feels so weird to me watching it, it without the uh, censors and the cuts and the changes that four kids did for that ah, show. Ah, yes. And then I also got to get into Digimon Ghost Game because a lot of people have really been enjoying it. And, you know, I've been hearing nothing but uh, positive things. I've heard a lot of good about that, so that's why I wanted to check it out. No, like a... A lot of people really like the new, uh, the main partner, Digimon. Uh, what's his name? I don't want to say Shotmon because I know that's wrong. It's not Shotmon. I don't know his name. I couldn't help you there. Uh, but a lot of people have really been uh, digging it. Like, I think on, and again, it could be one of those things where recency bias kind of takes over, but it was like, 
uh, I think it got like second in a Reddit poll on the official Digimon Reddit of best partner Digimon losing only to Killmon. That's saying a lot. That is saying a lot. But I also kind of feel that uh, much like Charizard fatigue, we are kind of going through Agumon fatigue as well. Mm-hmm. So seeing something that's not focusing on him, on Agumon or Tai, is, as a Digimon fan, is uh, kind of a relief right now. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, and then I think I'm also finishing up uh, Orphan, which, man, I really shouldn't finish, but I started it, and I got to finish. Uh, but yeah, so that's should be a pretty exciting, should be hopefully some good stuff coming out later that we don't know. After all, it is only January. Yep. Yeah, we got time. Exactly. Oh, and I also got to finish uh, Lupin the Third Part 6. This time he's up against Sherlock Holmes. Oh, that's right. There is new Lupin. I need to watch that. Yeah, it's pretty entertaining. I actually saw the first few episodes of that in theaters when they were doing a special showing of Lupin. They, because uh, they are re-releasing the original Lupin, uh, with the with a dub, uh, here for the fiftieth anniversary, uh, this year or I guess last year. And so uh, they sh- showed the uh, redub part uh, first episode, which man, animation from the seventies. Oh yes. <laughs> Unle- Ooh. Were we in the time limit? <laughs> what was that? Uh, so yeah, no. Th- there's that, and then like after they got done with that, they showed the first. Uh, they showed like an episode zero, and then they showed episode one. Uh, so I'm ex- I am excited for that. So yeah, uh, some things to catch up on, and hopefully some other things. Uh, 2022 is going to be a lot of fun. Yep, I'm looking Hang forward. Hang in to there, it. folks. We can get through this crazy <clears throat> stuff. Uh, I will one? say that you know, as rough as things are, as scary and bad as the times may seem uh you know we see all this bad stuff out there but that's only because now we have cameras everywhere to see that stuff and now whenever there's something going on we can call attention to it and we can all work together and solve it you know it's it's been tough uh i know people who have lost family uh to covid uh you know it's tragic but you know please everyone take care of yourself and hang in there uh we will get through this uh i will use all of my witchy magic to try and uplift each and every one of our wonderful listeners and you know folk out there so you know 2022 let's grab this bull by the horns and let's you know i don't know make some hamburgers or something maybe uh... Pretty exciting time. I know Riz and his crew over at Toku have been absolutely killing it in terms of content. Uh, we got some more stuff coming up your way here as well. Uh, yeah, no, now that everything's finally getting to a sense of normalcy, you know, I finally have a normal job with normal hours where I'm not 
having to stay up till 2 or 3 a.m. sometimes. Yep. You know, it's been nice. So it's actually been nice not only being able to catch up on games, but be able to write about them and kind of make videos again. It's like we got a lot of awesome stuff in the pipeline for Anime Secrets. I know Riz has some special stuff lined up. I got some cool stuff. And then some of the some of our other uh, friends here who can be with us today, I know they got some pretty cool stuff coming up on the pipe work as well. We might also bring back Twitch. Who knows? Oh yeah, see me at that Mario Party, baby. Uh, Let's do it, man. I mean, they we do have Mario Party All Stars now. We do. Does we this do. mean I can be one of those cute VTuber? Oh God, ladies, I want to be a bunny girl. I want. Sure, I want to be a, 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 a. Okay, cool. But uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. We hope you guys stick around for the ride. And um, thanks for listening out there on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Really appreciate all of your support, your time. Um, 2021 and 2020 were kind of a weird time for all of us. And I know we've said it before, but I'm hopeful that this time when I say it. Um, it'll stick that we're going to be bringing you all some awesome content. Animated Classified is going to rise like a phoenix, and we're going to come back and hit you all with some great stuff this year. No, for sure. And yeah, so. no, look forward to uh, look forward to it, but uh, I think that just wraps it up for us today. Uh, thank yes, you sir. all for listening. Uh, you know, 2022, we just, we're just getting started. It's going to be a heck of a ride, but uh, this has been it for Anime Declassified. Uh, we'll hope to kind of get another one of these going sometime soon. But, you know, it's always nice just to shoot the can. Riz, send us off. <laughs>